Hello and welcome to A Few Begas, the only podcast hosted by a Lou Bega cover band. <laughs> we are A Few Begas and we're one, two, three, four members of the big, <laughs> best big band revival cover act of all time. We are Angela, Pamela, Sandra, and Persephone, <laughs> who replaced R- Rita, who got lost going to the liquor store around the corner. The boys wanted some gin and juice, but I really didn't want her to go. I asked her not to go. I was begging for her not to go, and now she's gone. Gone forever, and now we're stuck with Persephone. I mean, she's nice, but she got no stage presence. Her notes are flat, and she looks like a fucking snake fucked a yardstick. Someone get ass, Persephone. <laughs> I just miss Rita so much. <laughs> Alright. Which one's Persephone? The one that got no ass. So me. Yeah. Damn it! You Son fu- of a we bitch. We ain't got no butts here. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Persephone. But not fuck everybody else, because you're here listening to Football After Dark. Hello. He is Football After Dark! Yeah. Whoa, whoa! We're, yeah. we're in a kitchen today. Yeah. In a, what is this? It's dining a dining room? room. Yeah, so I'm sorry if it's a little more echoey than usual. We're at a different location today because of reasons. I'm your host, The Jubsby. Your first name is The. Your last name is Jubsby. Yes, sir. His middle name's Juz. His last name's B. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know we went first middle last name here. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Like, your first name is Per. Your middle name is Sefa, and then your last name is me. Money! Today I'm joined by number one most likely person to high-five Pat Mahomes and then cry afterwards, Matt Dustman. Yo, that is, that's a good, that's the best description you've ever given of me. <laughs> Freshness Sports broadcaster, Nate Kuyper. Yeah, that's me. If I ever touch his flesh, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> Even... Never mind, my mask. Instant tears. <laughs> I might start crying on the way in for the touch. Just you, got, you got close when you went to the Cleveland Dude, game. I bowled over a kid. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's the worst fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm that fan. And rounding no. out the boys is man looking quite good in a pink shirt today, Corey Clements. Thanks. Yeah, I like it. It's a good shirt. Thanks. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have a lot to talk about. This Ooh, is a fun day. Happened. Nothing at all happened. That's a reference to our deep cut if you want to give us money on patreon.com slash FADPOD. Yeah, yeah, go there, go there, give us money, give us money, I need to pay the bills. We uh, talk- Jusby broke his microphone, I now we microphone. really need money. Yeah, now I really need to pay the bills, fam. We, I tightened my thing the wrong way, I'm about, still tightening it the wrong way. We talked way. about video games. No, we didn't. Okay. Yeah, it was we're, redacted. You're, you're, we're not giving, yeah, we're not giving you anything unless you... We talked about redacted. <laughs> Oh, that's right. We talked about redacted. <laughs> that's right. My favorite thing that happened this week is Antonio getting frostbite. Yes, let's get in. Let's just. But let's it's just not kick it. not like. All right, I feel bad for him. Like he got frostbite, but like it's also his dumbass fault. All the fucking rap lines that are gonna come from. Oh it, my god! I saw my neck looking like Tony's toes. No. <laughs> oh no. Oh, it's coming. It, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great. coming. Did you guys? Watch any of Hard Knocks? Have you not think yet. I have HBO. Okay, well I don't. I, either, I have HBO. I should watch I, it. I, I let's just. I found ways to see. Anyway, totally legal. Perfectly legal. Um. Oh man, there's there's a lot to unpack from this Hard Knocks. So basically, it's Antonio Brown practicing but not practicing because his feet look like two hundred year old cheese. 
Mm. And he brought his kids to training camp. And a lot of people saw that video of his kids asking him where Roethlisberger was. That was funny. That was pretty funny. But there's a point in the episode where Gruden is kind of like talking to everybody. And he's doing this, you know, doing his rah, you know, Raiders eh, speech thing, whatever John Gruden does. And there, there are two big things that happen. One, Antonio Brown is like way in the back. Like, basically, like, not paying attention. Like, Antonio Brown's there just kind of like, oh, whatever. I don't really care. He's not ready to give someone a nightmare. No. And then the second thing is is that I don't want to say they got into an argument, but a lot of the, like, rookie players kind of, like, challenged John Gruden in his speech. And they were kind of like, eh, I don't know about that like and they kind of like got into it with them not fight they didn't fight they didn't yell at each other no because the Raiders saved all their fighting for today with the Rams at their joint practice yeah exactly but there was a lot of like weird I don't want to say there was tension it was just weird like interactions between Gruden and the rookie players it's a weird conundrum because when you when the when the Raiders draft was over you kind of heard about they they purposely drafted guys they thought were high character guys and these same high character guys are almost fighting with John Gruden. Well, there's one of two things. One, John Gruden's a piece of shit and they know it. <laughs> or two, they've already been infected by the black hole disease. Yeah. And it's too late for them. The only other Damn. thing the only other thing you can really get from it Oh and sixteen. I don't know about that. The only thing else that you can really glean from the first episode of Hard Knocks is that Man, John Gruden and Derek Carr, they're not a match made in heaven. No. Like, they're very different. That's why That's why Gruden wants to start Peterman. That's, <laughs> like, we've seen, like, footage of, like, Breeze and Peyton kind of, like, talking. They're kind of like, I don't know, like, they're kind of similar. You see videos of Brady and Belichick. You see videos of, like... Ben and Tomlin have a good relationship. Like, most quarterbacks and their coaches have, like, solid, like, you know, like, whatever. They they work together, but they're also kind of like, okay, the two of us need to be a little more, like, connected with one another. You don't get that vibe at all with Gruden and Derek Carr. They're completely, like, different personalities. And I don't know, a lot of people think that Gruden's kind of, like, tr- like, slightly nudging Derek Carr out the door. I think he's trying to for sure. Yeah, because it's not his. That's not his piece. It's not his quarterback. It's right. He doesn't care about him. He's worried about. He's tanking got a big salary. Vegas. He's tanking to get to Vegas. Tanking to Vegas. Whatever you want to. Tanking. TTV. Nice. TTV. I like that. Twitch TV. There you go. Sometimes <laughs> we stream on there. By sometimes, I mean one time. One time. We and maybe the same told, time next year. And we totally didn't break any TOS regulations. None. No not a single one. Here. Nope, none. None at all. You can't, you, can't fucking, you can't fucking come at us, Twitch. I dare you to try. I don't think the VOD exists anymore, so it's okay. How many days? No, it doesn't. No, no, it was somebody, more than 30 days ago. We, we didn't make a YouTube account to back up the video, too, so it doesn't exist anymore. That's fine. It's fine. It's okay. We did it to do it. If you watched it, you got content. If you didn't, you didn't. It's old shit by now, anyway. You did it for the experience. Right. We, we, we might do it again in the so future. You, I don't know. I'm your, just favorite, your favorite thing was the Antonio Brown feet thing? Yeah. Justin, what was your favorite well, thing that happened this it, week? To clarify, oh, yeah. it wasn't the feet thing. It's it's the rap the, lyrics. The potential right. of the feet thing. Yeah, you don't want to... Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite thing that I happened? do vastly appreciate 
Antonio Brown basically becoming a Yeti from the ankles down. Oh. <laughs> now, before we go on, just uh, NFL research Twitter had like went and drummed up notable injury oddities, considering this is such a weird thing to happen. So some of them you might remember, such as you know Jason Pierre-Paul, July 2015, Blue injured his hand, injured his, his hand, hand lightning fire, lighting fireworks on the Fourth of July, had to have right index finger amputated, missed eight games. Week eight, 2014, Chicago Lamar Houston. If you remember, if you even remember who that is, tore his ACL while celebrating a sack when his team trailed by 25 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Interesting. August 2014. Jamal Charles from Kansas City and bruised his foot carrying boxes out of a training camp dorm. <laughs> October 2013, Detroit wide receiver Nate Burleson broke his arm in a car accident caused by a pizza sliding off his passenger seat. <laughs> God, are you trying to save that Zaw, dude? <laughs> you gotta save the Zaw. Gotta they, save the Zaw. It, it was 2013. They didn't have Domino's pizza insurance yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us, Domino's. Fuck insurance companies, including Domino's. The pizza business isn't doing Domino's so good, so they got to get into the pizza and then, insurance business. And then you have a uh, June 2007, Laron, my man Laron Landry, laundry, where every time I do the laundry, I'm like, time to do the Laron laundry, and I've said it for years, and nobody, obviously, because he's, he's an older player, he's mm-hmm. retired, doesn't play more. Nobody ever gets me when I say it. It's like, I'm about to go do the Laurent laundry. The fuck is that? You know? <laughs> I'm just... Anyway. You could, you could update the joke and say I'm doing the Jarvis laundry. You're right! But it's less alliteration. That's true. I like the la-la. I like the la-la. Anyway, he missed the start of minicamp due to a paintball shot to the groin. Nice. Somebody else had a paintball injury recently. Like Did last they? year? Yeah, I forget who it was. Was it a severe one, like in the in the hoo ha? Someone no. took a paintball to the no. hoo ha. I think it. No, I think it might have been last preseason before when Le'Veon knew, but we didn't know that there was video of him out playing paintball. Oh, okay. Or something like that, possibly. You know, you know what my favorite thing is right now. Me and you talked about this before we started recording today. Is this is some new news? Here's a report. Freddie Kitchens has been non-committal on whether the starters would play tonight, but most, if not all, of them will be a go. They're probably starting tonight. Remember who you're talking about? Man, wouldn't it be funny if the Browns just started their guys tonight? Tell me I'm wrong that the Browns feel like that type of team right now with their attitude with Freddie Kitchens threatening to fire anyone that speaks to the press anonymously. That was his words. That they would feel the need to put out most, if not all, of their starters, because, damn it, we gotta, we're gonna, we, 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 we're not, we're not taking any games off. We gotta see what we got. And then they parade out, maybe not Baker, maybe they put out, like, OBJ, because he hasn't played in a while, and, like, Landry and Njoku, you know, and they, like, and, like, first drive, Odell gets hurt. Like, tell me that doesn't sound... Like, like the, the most Cleveland. the most Cleveland thing ever. Like they some for some ridiculous reason, they feel the need to at least think about putting out most I, of their. I don't starters. know why they would need to put out most of their starters. I don't know why you would do that in general in the preseason. Fucking, I mean, Chiefs fan here. Andy Reid's like, yeah, I think we're gonna have uh, Mahomes play the entire first quarter. Why? Why? 
He better not. He better not attempt to pass. He better not fucking be in the stadium. <laughs> it used to be. It'd be. It was like kind of like a non-written like gentleman's agreement that the first quarter of the third preseason game, people would play their starters. Right. Yeah. But I always wonder, like, why just not do it the first game so they have more co- time to recover if it's something they can recover from. That always made more sense to me. Yeah, just the first quarter of the first game. And then just focus the rest of the three games on developing, the, I guess, the bottom third of your roster. Yeah. But no, like, it's already, like, I, me- I kind of mentioned, like, that Kitchens quote. Like, he was all, wi- like, riled up because of what Bob Wiley said about him. So he went to the press and was... I missed went, that. Went, what did Bob Wiley say about he him? He said that, that Kitchens didn't deserve the job and that Kitchens didn't actually do much last year and that a lot of what the Browns did last year was their already base offense. They just, like, kind of, I don't know, made personnel changes mostly. And well, like, maybe that's what they needed. Maybe, yeah. yeah, and Bob Wiley's obviously not with the team because he went and had to have like knee surgery or whatever it was. And then like, poor Wiley. Yeah, but but Bob Wiley's not doesn't have a job. Like Freddie Kitchens didn't need to come out and like rip him apart and then say like if any of my staff talks to the media anonymously you're fired okay i mean that's running a tight ship there's nothing uh, to hide there it right. sounds like a fragile ego to me i will find out that's, i apologize like. brown fan that listens to this normally i stick up for you but i don't like that no that's bad that's i don't not- like you threatening your staff to not talk to the press you shouldn't have to do that right because then everybody kind of feels like not trapped but everyone kind of feels like, oh shit! Like I think some people are going to be juiced to talk not, to the press. If he's not lying, like I'm not going to say anything. And like it just sets it sets a bad air. And now I don't. And what's funny is that that came out, and then they talked about it on Around the Horn, and every single panelist on Around the Horn said the exact same thing. If you're a reporter in Cleveland, you are beating down doors now. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. You are like beating down doors trying to get stories. Because that's because he didn't say it privately. Like Freddie Kitchens went to the press and was like, "If anybody talks to any of you anonymously, I will fire them." Uh oh. Do we have a late breaking? Not just funny in the the Browns account. There's the Duke Johnson trade. We're gonna get. We're gonna get to the Duke Johnson. But just the Browns account tweeted the trade before Adam Schefter. Score one for Freddie's leakless lockdown. (laughs) Oh my God. That doesn't that. That's not no the same. because that. I think that's good because the team's the one that's saying it before the media. Right. That means there wasn't a leak. Right. No, I just think it's funny. Which is just interesting. I, I think it's funny. I think people that, aren't thinking. It's coming from the team. Right. That means it wasn't leaked. Right. That means that there was no leak. Right. That means that faucet is good as fucking sturdy fuck. I, I was, I was going to say, this is like the... It's a good flow. This is William Wallace as a plumber. Like, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good flow for the faucet. Like, I that, don't know, is that... That, flo- that faucet does not have prostate cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but does that, like... Did, didn't that strike you as a little, like, disingenuous? Like, you're not going to... Let's just... It's not like you're... It's not like he's going out of his way to, like, feed his staff all unique imp- pieces of information that aren't true mm-hmm. just to see which one gets leaked so he can find out who's leaking mm-hmm. it's not like he's doing that i think that's i think that 
I think every team should have a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, why don't you just send out a memo or make them sign NDAs? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure every team already does. Instead of going out to the press and then grabbing grabbing your good old foghorn and blowing that shit. He, in a roundabout way, kind of told the press, hey, don't do your job. He kind of is what he said. He's like, hey, you guys be responsible or partly responsible if any of you in half like, his pride. defense in half his defense Cleveland media is like pretty trash tier most media is trash tier most media like TMZ someone yeah someone literally um, asked uh Pat Shermer at a press conference was Daniel Jones going to play in the preseason someone asked that question <laughs> like and Pat Shermer like smirked and was like and that's like New York media. That's like the media capital of the world. And people are asking questions like that. Like, oh, you think Daniel Jones is going to play? No shit he's going to play. <laughs> like, of course he's going to play. Like, he has to play. He's the backup. Eli ain't going to play. Yeah, he's the backup. He's an, and he's a rookie. He's right. going to play, like, all the preseason games. I do think that... I don't think it's going to affect anything. I also don't think he's actually going to fire it. Mm. But, like, in a, hype, in a hypothetical sense. Not like a Flores situation where you just get fired because you're fucking... Squad sucks. Oh, Brian Flores firing the offensive line coach yeah. from Miami because they were so bad in training camp. He just fired him. Right. That's hilarious. That's well. Maybe oh, if you had a good offensive line. The first Damn. slap was me. The second slap was. We're gonna Damn. we're gonna talk a lot about offensive lines today. I think. I think we are. Uh, I don't oh, know. Oh God, it's gonna be fucking Quentin Nelson day. It is Quentin Nelson. It day. is baby. Let's go. It's, it, it's the rebirth of another thing too. I'll tell, I'll tell you what my favorite thing that happened the past week. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady doing the juxtaposition of being unhappy with their teams and how each of them handled it. So yep. Aaron Rodgers apparently really, really, really hates joint practices. Like really, really hates yeah, them. He was something about talking shit about the special teams or something? Well, not really. He was saying that like the only squad that got to do interesting things was the special teams because he's like okay well obviously we're not going to show anything and they're not going to show anything so it's just going to be a cookie cutter offense and a cookie cutter defense so why are we doing this right he's like the physicality's good but like just we could just do that with each other it's i think putting it very badly me and justin play against each other and smash all the time and justin's way better than i am but I could still be Justin because we play together so much. So it's 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 helping them figure out some of their pieces where they want to put pieces. Yeah. Like who's actually like who's actually is good and can go up against other people week after week and and produce compared to just playing against the same person week after week and just learning the matchup right and producing. You take them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, but the way he handled it was like very Aaron Rodgers esque. Like, he was just like, this sucks. I don't like this. I would be. I think his exact quote was, I wouldn't mind if they didn't do it for the next 14 years, which is a weird... I don't know why he picked 14 years. Probably just picked just, a number. Just picked a random number for right. 14 years. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers playing for another 14 years? Confirmed! Yeah, right. Um, and then the other thing that happened juxtaposed to this is that uh, the Patriots did not give Brady a new contract, and he will be an unrestricted free agent in 2020. I thought they just gave him one. No. What was it automatically voids after the 2019 season. Wait, what about that two-year thing he just signed? He, it automatically voids after the 2019 season. Pro- what was the, the point of it then? To save salary cap space. Okay. So Tom Brady does not have a contract after this year. Uh, it's also 
him being able to get a new contract after the negotiations. Yeah. I Which mean, it's probably like, it's probably more they, what that is. They, yeah, they With, probably did it because of the CBA. They, yeah, they, that's something I read a while ago. Is like any player like signing a contract before, like or through the CBA negotiation, is like dumb. Like yeah. that's that's basically what the quote was. And yeah, a little bit because you don't know what's going to change. Like you, like if the NFL gets their way, you could be getting total fucking guaranteed money mm-hmm. compared to like Michael Thomas is still getting he's getting 60 million but like he could have got like 100 million guaranteed right it's one of those things where like at first it's interesting all these players holding out yeah. I don't know it's just one of those it's because when Brady was asked about it he kind of gave the like I mean it kind of is what it is response and then immediately put his house up for sale <laughs> like he, that's confirmed like he put his house up for sale Huh. Maybe he just wants a bigger house and, in Boston. I don't know. Gazelle's not it's, bringing it in like she used to. It's just one of those to. things like... <laughs> it's kind of one of those situations where like... The Patriots are kind of like... Brady doesn't want to play anywhere else. He doesn't want to play anywhere else. No. God, no. And the Patriots and Belichick are kind of doing this thing where like... We don't need to give you a new contract. Because like you'll be here. Like we're not going to give you a one year extension. Because you'll be here. And I don't want to say, like, it's a little disrespectful. Because there are plenty of players that are signed through the, the CBA. Yeah. And why... But why isn't Tom Brady? It's weird. Why is Tom Brady going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year? Now, granted, we might not even have football next year. Or we're going to have a very, very condensed season, depending upon how long the CBA agreements go on. But, like, someone put it like, okay, so Brady at age 39 had the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. At age 40, he won the MVP, and at 41, he won his sixth Super Bowl, and he is not under contract after this year. Mainly because the Patriots just kind of assume that he's just going to be there. And I actually saw some people that were like, can you imagine if the two thousand, if the 2020 season started and Brady was like, no, I'm going to see what I can get on the market. Can you imagine what would happen? Imagine the people that can, would... Can you f- imagine contracts? like the chaos that would cause... At Tom Brady at 43 years old, who has vehemently said he wants to play past this year. He is not going to stop playing after this season. What would that, like, what would happen? (laughs) Because the Patriots are assuming he's going to be there. So it's not like they're going to spend, like, a high draft pick on a quarterback. Because the last time they did that, Brady got pissed and made them trade it away. (laughs) So, like, what happens if the 2020 season starts or the, the league year starts and the negotiations take a while, and then they eventually happen, and Brady doesn't have a contract. I don't know. It could be interesting. Are the Patriots just going to give him like a little one-year, like, oh, here's like $13 million for one year? Uh, that's and con- Brady's like, no, I w- I'm playing till I'm 45. Like, give me a long contract. If the Patriots don't do it, what does he do? Leave. But if I were the Patriots, I wouldn't give him more than disperse one-year contracts. No, no, no. I'm not saying give him more than one-year contract. I'm saying... Give him a one-year contract. Like, for God... Like, that's what the Saints have been doing with Breeze. Yeah. Just adding one year. Yeah, that's what you should be doing, because as these players get to their old age, you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Why isn't Tom Brady... Why does not? Why does Tom Brady not have a contract? It's so weird. Maybe he doesn't want a one-year. Maybe he's... But the Patriots are, like, not going to give it to him. <laughs> They're I wouldn't, not going to give it to him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him more than one year. D- despite no, everything... Saying, 
despite everything he's, he's that he does. Brady? Yeah, I know. Like, how could you not give it to him? I mean, but it's a, a business. But it doesn't matter. A man at that age, it doesn't matter what you do. A man at that age, one thing can go wrong, and he could he could fucking get, have to get a knee replacement. It's so insane. At any age. Right. But it gets exasperated as you get older. That's how it goes. That was Brady and Breeze, though. Like, Brady and Breeze are at the point in their careers where, like, even if they get it, Breeze, I was going to bring this up, actually, when we were talking about the Saints last year, or the Saints projections. You mean last week? I don't know, yeah. I don't know what game, <laughs> I can't remember what game it was, but there was, like, and a lot of, like, the season previews I've been reading from various people, like, they talked, I don't know what game it was. It might have been against Dallas. Breeze, like, took a hit at one point at the season, and there was, like, a, there was, like, a, a distinct difference in, like, the depth of throws he was making and his accuracy on the deep throws from, like, this particular point onwards. But, like, Breeze never showed up on an injury report and he never missed any time. So, like, it would take something very, very, very serious for Breeze or Brady to not play. Well, Brady also, I don't know, only throws, like, five yards. That's actually that's not true. I know. I'm, I'm that's a big jokes. misconception. I know. It, I love it, when people put those, like, compilation videos together. Where it's like, oh, look at him. He's throwing another screen pass. Let me bring up, like, let me pull up any, uh, like, quarterback in Fuck the Fuck it, in the Super Bowl. I could make, an ex- I could make a, a compilation the exact same length about any other quarterback throwing short passes. Right. Like, that's a primary focal point of NFL offenses. Yeah. No, but then you Not have, everybody like, is the Raiders from the 80s. Got the first that thing throws 20-yard go routes, and that's it. The first thing that comes to mind is that beautiful pass to Gronk during the Super Bowl. Oh my god, that seam pass? Yeah, that was Holy gorgeous. The pass that won them the game? Yeah, that, oh that pass god. was gorgeous. No, he, that man could still throw. <laughs> that man absolutely could it's, still it, throw. He, he loses steam a lot quicker now. Because he's older. Like it's, He needs that bye week. He needs that week into the playoffs to like kind of like... And he needs that Sonny Michelle. He needs that, that Sonny Michelle too. James White. And, and, and James, James White. White. All right. I was, we kind of moved to it naturally, so I'm going to go into it i proposed today in our group chat like is the best investment a defense can make it's running back because everybody's asking like saying well you know they're like kind of interchangeable on their offense but like how much does a running back help on your defense so my three biggest things points i guess i'm gonna make is last year sony michelle had four 100 yard rushing games the three of them the other team didn't score more than 13 points. Two years ago, when Leonard Fournette was healthy, Jacksonville Jaguars had like one of the best defenses in the league. Two years ago, the Saints had one of the best rushing attacks of all time, and they had a really good defense at the time. Last year, the rushing attack wasn't as potent. The defense got worse. Same with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, they lost Fournette for the year. Fournette didn't really play. He was in and out, couldn't get a whole game together. Their defense wasn't nearly as good. What do you guys think so about that? So we're bringing back the how good is a running back topic from last week with a different spin. I think I like it. I mean, you know, it makes sense. We look at another one of Dallas's defense. Like, look at how, how Dallas's defense was the year without Zeke compared to the next year where not much really changed besides Van Der Esch, right? And then and a healthy Jalen Smith, yeah. Yeah, and then... That was pretty much it. Though. They got so much better on defense. Like, they were a top defense it, it, of the it, league. I mean, having a, a solid rushing attack 
ups your time of possession, gives you yes. defense bigger breathers. Right. Right. That I think that's Keeps that's the a big other factor. offense off the field. Right. I think that's a big factor because you think about how much how physical defense is and probably how fucking exhausting it is. And it's it's. If you're on constant I'm not, reaction, yeah. you're on defense. I'm right. not, You'd be quick. and When you pass the ball with a running back, a lot of the times, there's like, well, two-thirds of the time, you're going to be close to the edges of the field. Yeah. You could just, you know, players are going to instinctively, I'm not saying it's wrong, they're going to run out of bounds instead of getting hit, which stops the clock. When you have the bell cow that's rushing, like, up the line every time, they're going to get hit inside most of the time, and the clock's going to keep running. So I think a lot of people are undervaluing these bell cow fournette type rushers, which yep. uh, conversely, like they're saying, okay, these guys get hurt a lot, which they, they're taking a beating, which is obvious. There's not a lot of people that can rush up the middle, you know, 15, 18 times a game and not get fucking hurt. Because mm-hmm. you're right, like running, ru- running attacks, although like, the league's kind of transitioning away from, like, the traditional, like, okay, first down being a rushing down. You run the ball between the tackles, 50% of your plays and stuff like that. Unless your name is Bill O'Brien. Unless your name's Oh, man. I cannot wait until we start talking about the Houston Texans. Oh, I can't wait. This The AFC South, which we're doing today, I, I've dubbed it the Kuiper is Mad division. Oh, no. Because, man, I'm mad when I talk about this division. I'm so mad. Well, it's a pretty clear and cut division. It's not. It is. So, I think with the Jaguars, you're... Because you're, I was going to talk about this when I talk about the Jaguars. Your Jaguars example from two years ago to this year. The Jaguars last year, I think, had either the second most or the most injuries on their offense. Offensive line, they were like like second worst. Tight ends, they were second worst. And running backs, they were second worst. So, like... I think a lot of it is based around not just having a bell cow, but also your offense just all around being healthy helps your defense. Because when Zeke was out for the the Cowboys, they also didn't have Tyron Smith. So, like, Dak was getting sacked on, like, every other down. So, I think it's more about, yes, your running back helps your defense because it keeps the other offense off the field. But if he goes out, if you can somehow, like, maintain not not exactly the same amount of production, but if you can, like, like with the Dallas offensive line, right? They're one of the better ones. Or, like, what Pittsburgh did last year. Yeah. Like, Le'Veon Bell's not there, right? So, out goes James Conner, and he averages over 100 scrimmage yards a game, right? Oh, no, James Conner's down. Throw out Jalen Samuels. He has 120 scrimmage yards against the Patriots. You know what I mean? I think it helps to have a guy that's consistent, but I also think if you have health across the board, you can lose a little bit of talent at running back and still be okay. Wow, it's almost like offensive line is hella underappreciated and is the most important part of your setup. It's not... I don't I mean, think, it's, it's I don't think whole, the offensive line is underappreciated. It's a whole team thing. We keep like bouncing back and forth about what's the most important. <laughs> Fan-wise, I think it's under, underappreciated. Well, yeah, it's definitely underappreciated as fans. But, but like, it's always a, no, offensive line is important. The running like, back's important. The quarterback's important. I mean, everybody's important. A, it's a team game. Yeah. You can scheme around offensive line deficiencies. 
you can, if you're smart, fast, like you're, fast plays. Exactly. If you're a smart offensive coordinator, you can look at your offensive. Like there have been years where Russell Wilson. Exactly. Where like you also need to have a guy like Russell. Well, you Wilson. Need, yeah, you need a guy. Well, like yeah. But there, <laughs> no, there have been years where that. like Brady's had like rough offensive lines, so they just adapt to it and they're like, okay, he's like like these two guys are our weak links, so let's like push protection towards them. And, like, bring in extra people, and Brady will just get the ball out of his hands super fast. Like, you can kind of scheme around offensive line deficiencies if you're intelligent. Like, unlike the Texans. What? Um, so, offensive line's important if you have a... Like, for example, if you have an offense like... I'm trying to think of an example. Like, if you have an offense like the Steelers, that's, like, deep, intermediate passes... Or like the Saints, who Drew Brees loves those deep out routes, you know? Yeah. Or those long developing plays where Alvin Kamara starts in the backfield and pretends like he's blocking and then runs out. Or, you know, Mahomes, who wants to wait for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill to get up the field. Yeah, then you need, like, you need a Mitchell Swartz on your offensive line. My man, Mitchell Swartz. Like, you need a Max Unger from last year. Like, you need a... A David Bakhtiari. Yeah. You need a Marquise Pouncey. Like right. you need solid people. But if you're like the Bears, the Bears, yeah, right. If you're the Bears, who Mitch Trubisky's taking the snap, taking one step and throwing it to Ta- Tariq Cohen or to Taylor Gabriel, or if he doesn't like it rolling out, yeah. Or if you're Josh Allen, who just runs and hurdles <laughs> linebackers <laughs> for uh, his life, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess you can kind of like work around. See, that was one of the things, and we're not talking about the Arizona Cardinals yet, but like reading up more and more about what like the Cliff Kingsbury offense is supposed to be like, like the Arizona Cardinals offensive line is still very bad, even though they brought in like two, like they brought in Gilbert from Pittsburgh and J.R. Sweezy and stuff. The whole purpose of the offense is to kind of like, if the first read's not there, just run. It's kind of what the, the premise is. So, like, we kind of joked that, like, the Arizona Cardinals game plan is just just draft a quarterback that can outrun <laughs> everybody and not worry about your offense. That's kind of what they're going to do. Like, yeah. that's kind of the plan. We'll see if it works. I don't know. I don't know I, how well it's going to work. Know, it's not going to work against the Rams. I still think they should, like... Probably not against the Seahawks, either. Trade for Trent Williams or something. Jeez. How is he not... <laughs> how is no one traded for him yet? It's weird. He's like a top five left tackle. Right. I would trade Armstead in a first for him. Just get a linebacker or a offensive lineman that would be healthy all year. Right. He says he's not playing for the Redskins, period. So, yeah. like, would period. they have to do something? I mean, they don't have to. Dan Snyder's an idiot. Well, he's one of the dumbest. Object- is I mean, he objectively the worst owner in the NFL? I would think so. That That team has been horribly mismanaged for years. Like, as years. much as we joke about the Browns, like, He's the Browns a- have had, like, glimpses. Like, they've had, like, they've drafted well, but then, like, mismanaged the players and the player goes off. But they're, like, good players. The Redskins, like, like the Redskins are notoriously bad at every aspect of building a team. Yeah. And that literally just comes straight down from... Dan Snyder and Bruce yeah. Allen, and it, it seems like any talent they end up having just and just like either gets really hurt or ends up fucking hating it there. Yeah, and they, they can't retain anything. It's so bad. Oh. Top three profitable 
team. Yes. That, that is so strange to me. And people and people think it's the, because people like to hate the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, why? Why don't you just be a Giants fan? Yeah. Isn't oh. that a top five too? The Giants. Oh, Giants. That's one of the best Gi- markets in the NFL. They're a top five uh, NFL franchise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're one of the best markets. You have to be a Giants. Yeah, fan. I mean that's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, speaking of, um, was two the two wasn't the Packers. Packers are like middle of the pack when it comes. To yeah, well, the Packers are the Packers are have, weird because they're owned by the city. Yeah. So it's like a weird idea. Yeah, of like that's the only worth. one. That's the only like tax records we have to compare to any of these teams. Yeah. Right. That's really the only. Yeah, that's the interesting part about them. But then, I mean, Packers are pretty pretty popular. Speaking of offensive lines, a team that's that's been good for a long time, you know. Speaking of offensive lines, um, Raiders guard Gabe Jackson, who's like regarded as kind of like their best offensive lineman, um, was carted off today with a leg injury, and it's reportedly not good. That sucks. Um, so the offensive line coach for the Oakland Raiders is Tom Cable. Oh dear. I I don't <laughs> NFL coaching jobs. I feel like the NFL is kind of this thing where you don't actually need to be good at what you do to be a coach in the NFL. That's I know that sounds crazy, but I'm going to prove it to you. So Tom Cable has been an offensive line coach in the NFL since 2006. All right, been around a long time. Okay, okay. he's been around a long time. God, that's disgusting. He's been around a long time. He's he's coached on three different teams. Okay, a couple of them for a lot of years. Right. So he started off in Atlanta. Then he went to Oakland, then to Seattle for a long time, and then he's now he's back in Oakland. Right. Right. Okay. Starting in two, I'm, this these are the the rankings of how his offensive line has ranked in pass protection since he's since he has been a coach. Okay. Mind you, this is from 2006 to He's never missed a season. He's been a coach. Okay. Okay. Starting in two, these are his rankings: thirty first, twenty seventh, thirtieth, thirty first, twenty sixth, twenty fourth, twentieth. 32nd, 24th, 30th, 25th, 25th, and 25th. How the fuck does that man have a job? He's an I, offensive line coach. And the highest his offensive line has ever ranked is 20th. Disgusting. He got to the Raiders the second time. And the years prior to the Raiders, him being there, remember how the Raiders were like, because he started there, right? And then he left and went to Seattle. The years where he was out of Oakland, their offensive line was ranked, I think, 1st, 4th, 7th, and 10th. <laughs> he showed up, and they went from from 10th to 25th. Wow. How does he have a job? How does he have a job? Who is he paying? <laughs> Put him on blast. To keep a job. In that's the, so how? wild. I, how I don't know. How does he have a job? That's, that's so fucking crazy. That's insane to me. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, that was the one time where I felt where I agreed with Browns fans. Where they were like, how does Hugh Jackson still have a job? Like, after he went, like, 1-15 and and then 0-16, I was like, how does he still have a job? Why? Why do these guys continuously get opportunities? Because it was his chair. There's a, yeah, like, owners and GMs have to have, like, this thing where they just, like, it seems like sometimes they just, like, target experience. And they target, I think... This is uh, hopefully something that's changing with the new, uh, with, because of the Rams, I would say. They're probably more teams are probably taking chances on newer, newer, younger guys. But I don't always think that's a good thing. It depends. But it de- it depends on what direction you take it. Right. I, I think every NFL team like, looking for the rid- next. Like Tom Cable should be s- strapped to a rocket and shot off the planet. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
Like, Jesus, man. Like, those numbers. The highest his offensive line has ever ranked is 20th. More like Tom should be cabled to the bottom of the ocean. He's gone. He's gone. Bye, Kuiper. Hi, Kuiper. Welcome back. You guys want to talk about something else? I'm mad now. Well, it's, we, we, I always said we were going to talk about it, and then we didn't. The Duke Johnson trade. Well, do you want to wait until... We I, get to... All right, well, I mean, then... We can, talk, no, we can talk about it now. Let's talk well, about it now, and then well, we transition. Can, well, let's, let's, let's start with some Browns stuff, the other Browns thing that happened this week. Yes. And we can segue into the Duke Johnson trade, which can segue into the AFC South. Right. Woo! There well, we go. There's the game plan know, for the rest of the show. I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about. I'm going to scroll and fill this dead air with my voice while I'm talking, and I'm scrolling and talking, and something about an Eagles joke that I don't care about. God tier oh, player, Matt Nelson. Bosa has a significant ankle. Sprain. The uh, he's only supposed to miss the entire preseason. The Eagles' though, so. uh, director of analytics job was up for a while, which is super interesting because that's one of the big uh, advantages that a lot of people think they've had over the last couple of years. They've had a really good analytics team. Okay. And the fact that they had to fill that position for whatever reason, I don't know why. Um, Who knows? Just do it internally. They really should. They have a really yeah. good staff. Their staff's like a top yeah, just promote five staff in, in the NFL. Promote somebody internally. Business as usual. Keep going because they've been good. Like oh, you all saw like Robert Quinn got suspended for performance yes. enhancing drugs one hour ago. Robert Quinn's agent with a fascinating statement, essentially saying Quinn was taking a medication to combat seizures. The league even told him they didn't think he was intentionally doping, but still went through with the suspension. That's fucked up. This this new fucked C- up if true. This new CBA that we're gonna get needs to be a lot more player friendly. Is gonna be one of the most fascinating things ever. I, I don't know like, the stats I, I, on I, it. I don't. I think the big thing. I guess because we were gonna talk about Duke Johnson. Corey's hanging out with the pooch. The poocher. Good. Papa. He's pumping out. What's the? We'll we'll do this just real quick because I I just thought of this question real quick, and then we'll talk about Duke Johnson. Um, well, I'm gonna talk about other brown stuff then. Do oh, that's right. Yeah. What's the one? If you had to pick one thing, one major thing that you want to see in the new collective bargaining agreement, what would it be? Hmm. Interesting. I think uh, more guaranteed money for running backs early. More guaranteed for specifically running backs. Yes. On just on a general basis or on like yes. rookie contracts. No, on a general basis because running backs go out early usually. Mm. You, so see your, you see your you see your Leonard Fournette right. And you save this whole dilemma of Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, and right. Ezekiel Elliott. You I think that's super important. We've, we're seeing it now, coming up now, after... Because Le'Veon Bell effectively has probably changed the way as we've it, talked running about backs have looked at their contracts. Ad nauseum. Every other position, they play through their rookie contract. If they're good or somewhat superstar-ish, they get a superstar deal. Running backs don't. Right. His situation's a little different, though. Yeah, he, but he's, he had been franchise tagged. And oh, I know his situation's different. Yeah, sitting out wasn't going to affect his free agency. With Zeke and Gordon, it does let's because they're still under contract. Let's get rid of franchise tags. Just force them to make a deal. That now. would be your thing. Yeah, that'd be neat. That'd be interesting. Force them to make a neat deal. If not, that they enter free agency. I think mine's pretty like obvious, or what you might have been alluding to. Just let them fucking take their medications and drugs, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the, the NFL acknowledge he's taking seizure meds. Like, all right, you're fine, bro. 
Or fucking just go a step further. Let them have the weeds. Mm-hmm. I would. I definitely would want that. It's been. I mean, because it's and they're not going to do that because it's not federally legal yet, and they can still do whatever they want because they're a corporation. And corporations have more rights than human beings. Ah, hey, what's up? We're getting political here on FadPod. Ah, just for a yeah, quick second. Get rid of refs be because refs are just the police of football. Woo! <laughs> no rules. Street no. ball, NFL street. Yeah. Everyone run go routes. Look out for the brick wall. No, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would assume that, just from what I've been seeing over the last few years, that the type of drug, drug-based suspensions have gone way up. Mm-hmm. They had to have. They've, they've, they had to have gone so up over it's the last like, the five, six years. the tests for them have increased in right. accuracy. Yeah, but then you see them getting more and more, I think they're getting more strict, too, about it. My... Oh, my big Somebody shouldn't get change, suspended for taking seizure medication. Yeah. My big main change would be yours, but turned up to the nth degree. Just fully guarantee NFL contracts. Just fully... I'd be N- cool with that. Just fully NBA it. No incentives, no signing bonuses. Just fully guaranteed contracts. Just whatever yep, you sign your money. for, that's what you get. Yep. Like, Michael Thomas gets $100 million when he signs his name. Period. Todd Gurley, as much as I don't like it, gets $60 million when he signs his name. Pat Mahomes is going to get $200 million. Oh, our when poor team. When he signs, yeah. I, well, um, hope you enjoy the next, what, two years? God, if we don't win a Super Bowl in two years, it's over. <laughs> um, that would be mine. Just fully guarantee the money. Do you have any idea how many players, like, that's all they'd want? Yeah. That's all they want. It's just like, just fully guarantee my money. We play the most violent sport. We play the sport that it's hardest to play the longest. I just saw something the other day. Udonis Haslam for the Heat is signed up for his 17th season. He's making like $2 million to probably average four, five, and two. He's going to make 2.7 million, and he's getting it. Yeah. Just guarantee contracts. Yeah. Just guarantee them. Yeah. I don't know. The... It just It's just so... NFL teams print money. And if owners and GMs want players to stop complaining and stop fighting, just fully guarantee your contract. Because at that point, if you're fully guaranteeing a contract, if you draft a player, another team, the only way they're going to get that player away from you is if they offer them more, right? Right. So, like, NFL free... I mean, it, it will kind of mess up NFL free agency a whole lot. But, like, if contracts are just fully guaranteed, the only way you're going to lose a player is if, like, if the Cowboys are offering Zeke $60 million, right, over the course of, like, four years, and some other team's offering him, like, 65 no team would. So Cowboys just like, okay, here's $60 million, we keep you, because that's good enough for you. And Zeke doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to go to another team. He can just be like, okay, I got my money, guaranteed, cool, move on. It would solve so many issues. It's just the NFL doesn't want to do it because they're like, oh, well, injuries and, you know, uh, salary caps and TV deals and people don't go to games anymore and attendance rates are down. Like, I don't care, man. You're making how much money on NFL ticket? The NFL, the, the Cleveland Browns, since Jimmy Haslam has bought them, have made him $1 billion. The Browns. Who are the losingest franchise since he's bought them? Either the losingest franchise, but they're also one of the biggest fan bases. Right. He's made a billion dollars. Yeah, still, yeah. 
fully guarantee NFL contract. Just do it. There's no excuse. There's no excuse at that point. So, what else? Do, well, speaking of the Browns, though, what was the other? Oh, I just real quick once around the table. Your thoughts on Baker shotgun in the beer? I don't care. It was funny. Yeah, it was. It was but like someone had people tried to turn the, it into why a talking all of a, point. See, this is the one. This is. Some say that Aaron Rodgers is still sipping his beer to this day. This is this is this is why I get a this is why I get a bad rap because people think that I don't like Baker. I love Baker. I like Baker. his I like his mustache. Ba- I don't like his mustache. It's, I think it's a good look. It's weird. It's feeling dangerous, it's boys. Weird. Baker's my favorite collegiate athlete ever, ever in the history of ever. When did it cement? When he planted the flag? I think it cemented when he wore the traitor shirt to Texas Tech when they played mm. and then beat him. Oh, I thrived. I was like, I don't think I slept that night. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yes, like that's what I want. I want every quarterback to be that way. Mm. Um, no, it's fine. I don't care. Like Matt Stafford chugged a beer on video. Tom Brady did it on Stephen Colbert. Tom Brady fast. Like Tom Brady probably did it faster than any of them did. Man, he, Tom Brady he out, drink a beer. He out chugged one of his linemen the, during their celebration during. Yeah. Uh, after the Super Bowl? Yeah. I thought he didn't drink beer. He, he just won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he, does, he does occasionally. When mm. he does, it's like... He goes in. Yeah, so I, no, I don't... I, the Baker shotgunning the beer thing is like... I don't know. It's just like one of those things that people pick and choose their battles. Okay. What do you think, Justin? I don't know. Considering one of my favorite things from this offseason was David Bakhtiari going to Bucks games and chugging beers, I think I'm all for it, bud. I want, I want, Pat Baker Mayfield, why don't you go out and chug more beers on live TV? Can you do me a favor? Go chug more beers on live TV. I need you to go chug more beers. I need everybody, NFL teams, go, go to, go to other, go to your city's games. And chug more beers on live TV. If it pisses people off, good. It'll piss them off more. Hey, guys, don't forget these guys are, um, you know, human beings. Yeah. And they are allowed to enjoy themselves. Justice and for Le'Veon. On live <laughs> TV like everybody else who goes to live games and ends up on the fucking Jumbotron. How about you shut the fuck up and let these people do what they want to do? Shut the fuck up. Speaking of shutting the fuck up. Baker chugging a beer is a fucking problem. Yeah, it is to some people. I don't know. I was just bringing it up. I just wanted fuck to throw it. Off. I just wanted to throw it out there. Anyway, um, speaking of problems, John Dorsey traded with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> the Texans don't have a GM. Bill O'Brien was on the phone when he made that trade about Holy Duke Johnson. Shit. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much of my Texans rant. The Texans got Duke Johnson. For the Browns, for a compensatory, well, a fourth round pick, and if he starts or plays in ten games, it becomes a third, or they get another third round pick, which means Houston's not going to do it because Houston's going to want their pick. So Houston traded for Duke Johnson so that they, they can use him in nine games, so they can use him in nine games and not start him. Meanwhile, Duke Johnson, the past three years, I found this out. So Duke Johnson is second in yards per play. He's yep. third in explosiveness, and he's second in successful play rate. Yep, yep, yep. And that's who you traded for. And you're going to sit him behind Lamar Miller. I'm going to repeat that phrase. Yeah. You're going to sit that the player I just mentioned behind Lamar Miller, <clears throat> behind an atrocious offensive Lamar line. half a yard and cloud of dust Miller. Lamar Miller, <laughs> Lamar Miller, who's a tenth of his yards came on one play on a Monday night football game, and he ran for 98 yards. Yep. 
In a week that I did start him, though, in Daily Fantasy. I did do that. So that was cool. Shout Good job. Out. Shout out to DraftKings. Sponsor us. I would love a DraftKings sponsorship. Can you imagine if we could start our episodes by saying... Putting code, f- f- put code FATPOD for... <laughs> A free entry. A free entry into this Sunday's we can, Daily Fantasy We could make our own fantasy things. It's a contest. That'd oh be my, cool. Oh, my God. The Fad Pod Challenge. Yeah. That'd be neat. Fad like Pod You guys can compete against us. I got my uh, I got my preseason lineup in tonight. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, dude. I didn't do that. I, I need, thought about doing it. I didn't do it. Oh, Everything. Dude. Everybody's... Five thousand five hundred. <laughs> like, no, literally everybody is. <laughs> That's because amazing. like it's so up to chance that you just. It's amazing. Build whatever team you want. Beautiful. Roll the dice. Is this okay? So I guess the the follow up to that is, is this good for the Browns? For this, we're not talking about like okay, they got draft picks. Draft picks are good, but like you're not going to have Kareem Hunt. For what eight games? Six games. Six games. I thought it was eight games. It might be eight games. It's eight pretty, games. I'm pretty sure it was eight okay. games. So you're not gonna have Kareem Hunt for eight games. So now it's basically just Nick Chubb and that's it. Yeah, but Nick Chubb was lighting it up. Now Nick Chubb's really good. So what happens when Kareem comes back? I think I think you're gonna get like to a different scale. What happened with like Kamara and Ingram? Chubb's gonna light it up, and then he he might like be able to take a step back when Hunt comes in. I think, uh, I will say this, when Hunt comes back, I feel like this is going to be, the thing, Hunt going to uh, Cleveland and then Damien Williams in Kansas City, I think is going to be either the biggest testament to Andy Reid's genius, because Andy Reid has like made running backs, from like Brian Westbrook to LaShawn McCoy to Jamal Charles to the one year where it was Spencer Ware and Charkandrick West, to then Kareem Hunt. If Damian Williams, like, pops off this year and Kareem Hunt's just okay in Cleveland, like, people got to start understanding that Andy Reid's, like, when it comes to, like, the running back position, like, Andy Reid's, like, he can just, like, when just it comes to the siphon Offense talent. in general, though, let's be real. I, I get know, what you're I saying. Offense with general, but specifically, excels. Yeah, he excels at like getting talent out of the running back position. So I heard some stats. I don't know what the stats were, but Carlos Hyde is a terrible running back. He, according yeah, to he his really stats. is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Every single team he's gone to, their yards per carry gets better when he's gone. Well, that'll be another big testament, considering like Andy has stated that so far the plan going into the season is to RBBC him. Yeah, he, uh, because uh, your offensive coordinator said that Damien's the number one, and then Andy got kind of pissed off that, you know, he's coming out and saying those decisions when Andy's like, uh, no, we kind of like Hyde, too. He's been doing good in practice, so we're probably going to – he's probably going to take some reps, too, with, uh, you know, in games. Hyde's probably not as good of a receiver as Damien. No. But – which is what Andy likes. Yeah. Andy likes his running backs being able to catch because all of them have been able to. Yeah, that, that's another the, thing too. I feel like look at the Hunt's situations catch Hyde's been in though. Like they, they've been, they've been, been, been he, pretty bad situations. He's been. I mean, he was decent when he was healthy on the 49ers, I feel like. And then you have to get our friend Krebs to check yeah, on that. <laughs> and then at least at the beginning of the year, and then after the offensive line all got hurt or just that figured out, team died. Just, yeah. Uh, that's when he didn't do good, and then he went to the Browns. Who the Browns didn't know what they were doing really last at the beginning of last year. 
Be, no. Uh, they didn't do. They didn't go on their tear until after, you know, Hugh got fired, and that was after Carlos got traded to the Jags, who we talked about earlier. The Jags' offensive line was terrible because they all got hurt last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in some rough spots. We'll, so this we'll this happens. is a good potential redemption story for Carlos Hyde. Right. We'll see what happens. The forgotten Ohio State running back. Right. That as far as uh, Ezekiel Elliott. As far as the Browns go, I think when Hunt comes back, he's going to be he's probably going to be catching a lot more passes. To use him kind of like they did with Duke and as like this kind of right. like a slot guy. Yeah. But if man, but if that's the thing like if Chubb's like tearing it up, do you really want to pull Chubb out of there? No. That was a funny sentence. Yeah, pull the chub out. Pull the chub out. No, you don't pull the chub out. No, you stroke I, the chub. I think it... Yeah, you you keep, ride that chub? You keep, you keep riding that chub, you keep stroking it's, it's, that chub. It's, Eventually he'll explode. Stop! <laughs> no! Damn it! Episode title, Chub Explodes. No! Chub Explosion. How about um, we just make the, the title... Chub how about we just explosion. make the title Nick Chub Jokes? <laughs> All right. Just Nick Chub Jokes. They're good jokes. <laughs> Who wants to start on the AFC South? I guess I will, because I hate the AFC South. Good. Yo, you, you, you really do. I do not like this division. They do mean things to me in my insides. <laughs> yeah, so Tennessee Titans are going 4-12. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the... They're losing the first two weeks before they beat the Jaguars in a barn burner of three to six. So the same thing that happened last year? <laughs> it was six to nine last oh, I'm sorry, year. six to nine. Nice. I deserve that. Nice. <laughs> uh, they'll lose to the Falcons, lose to the Bills, lose to the Broncos, lose to the Chargers, lose to the Bucks, lose to the Panthers. Then they'll beat the Chiefs before the bye week. Fuck. After the bye week, they'll beat the Jags again before losing to the Colts and Raiders getting their last win of the season against the Texans before losing to the Saints and the Texans. That's your that's your last place. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans. I know there's a lot of teams that are like high on them this year, or a lot of people that are saying the Titans are going to be good this year, and I just don't... I don't believe it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Where? Where? Where is the, it? I'll explain. With the degrading... I'm sure you will. The, I'm sure you'll explain. I'm sure everybody... You really hyped them up yeah. and had them like five wins. Yeah, the people really like their defense, buff. and I don't think the defense really improved too much from last year, and it wasn't that, like... I think Mariota's getting worse. Yeah, Mariota's getting worse, and who's your backup? Ryan fucking Tannehill. <laughs> who's my starting quarterback tonight on my DraftKings? Yeah. yeah. Um, Is this the Ryan Tannehill breakout year? Oh, God. Oh, God, oh, fuck. Next, you mean he might break out his ankles? Sure. Next, you got the Texans at 5-11. and 11. Yeah! Fuck them! <laughs> They'll beat the Saints, then lose to the Jags, Chargers, Panthers, Falcons, Chiefs, before beating the Colts and then losing against the Raiders and Jags before the bye week. Having a grand total of, what, two wins before the bye week? Nice. Then they'll churn out three wins in the last seven weeks uh, against the Broncos, week 13... No, week 14. Bucks week 16. Titans week 17. Uh, losing the rest of those games against the Ravens, the Colts, the Patriots, and the Titans. Jags going 8-8. Eight and eight. Get a little bit healthier this year. Going to have some growing pains with Nick Foles. We still don't know 
who Nick Foles is outside of playoffs. Yeah, this is this will be very interesting. Well, we we kind of do. We kind of do. Yeah, but it's kind of uh, just heavily what, inconsistent. Yeah, his whole career's been inconsistent. Right. That's why we don't know. He's not worse than Blake Bortles. They'll he come, is much better than Blake Bortles. Come, not much, but no, he's they're going to come out hot and beat the Chiefs. <laughs> I had to give the Chiefs some losses somewhere. <laughs> They'll have a loss. <laughs> a loss. No. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yourself. Okay. We'll beat the Texans the following week. 16 to 1. They beat the bye week. Losing. <laughs> Losing to the Titans, the Broncos, the Panthers, and the Saints, then beating the Bengals, losing to the Jets, and beating the Texans. They'll come out of the bye weeks and beat the Colts, lose the Titans and the Bucks, beat the Chargers, Raiders, lose to the Falcons, and then finish the season beating the Colts because the Colts already had the division tied up. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. Colts, I think we talked about it a little bit last season me and Kuiper did that we think they overachieved a little bit last year uh and I, I saw them doing good this year I have them at a nine and seven record I don't have them as as great as they were last year which might have been nine and seven last year or was six. it ten and six yeah so they would take a little bit step back but they still win the division they'll lose to the Chargers week one beat the Titans Falcons and Raiders uh lose to the Chiefs go to the bye week lose to the Texans Beat the Broncos, Steelers, and Dolphins. All all their wins come in triplets. Nice. I just noticed that. Beat the Broncos, Steelers, Dolphins. Lose to the Jags, and then beat the Texans, Titans, Bucks, before losing three straight to end out the season. Um, yeah. So you're a little low on the Colts. A little it's, bit. It's, it's still. It's a unique take. I like it. It's still nine and seven. It's still above five hundred. Yeah. You still got the three or four seed. Mm-hmm. I'll go next. It's good. Um, okay. So, all right. Let me tell you a little story about the Houston Texans. Kyver put his phone down. Oh, you, you got him at the bottom. Let me tell you a little story about the Houston oh, Texans. Oh, boy. Here we go. Story time. Last year. Story time. Last year, we did this little prediction thing, right? And I tried to tell everybody the Houston Texans are not a good football team. Here right. it comes. And you were right. They're not a good football team. I tried to tell everybody. Corey was also right about Corey the same thing. Corey was also right. We were all right about that. I tried to tell everybody that they weren't. I was right first. Cock got him. <laughs> And um, so, uh, and the problem with with um, you know sports and stuff is people, uh, you know, just look at win loss records and they think, oh yeah, that team's good. Oh man, Deshaun Watson's really good, which he is. Deshaun Watson is actually really good. This is the list. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> this is the list of the quarterbacks that the Texans played against last year. You ready for this? Uh huh. Here we go. Brock Osweiler, Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles. Cody Kessler, Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, Nathan Peterman. They trailed in that game. Marcus Mariota, Dak Prescott, Eli Manning, Nick Foles, and three rookies. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. They faced two other quarterbacks. Tom Brady and Andrew Luck. Lost. Should have lost both. Didn't lose both because Frank Reich went for it on fourth down. I remember we talked about that. Remember when we talked about that? We were like, that was a good call. They should have went 0-3 in those games. That list of quarterbacks they beat, that will never happen again. That is the softest slate of opposing quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Played some soft boys. We got- Jesus. God. They have the worst offensive line in football. I don't care that they have Duke Johnson because Duke Johnson's going to be schemed into third down back hell. 
They have an injury-prone receiving core outside of DeAndre Hopkins that can't stay healthy. And they are wasting the talent of Deshaun Watson, who was sacked 61 times last year. He played a game in Dallas with a punctured lung. They couldn't put him on a plane. He had to ride a bus to the game. Sad that he didn't get six sacked. Six and ten. Sad he didn't get sacked eight They win times. six games solely because of Deshaun. If Deshaun gets hurt, they don't win a single day. They don't, they don't win a game. Yep. Not a single game. I'm fear, I, the Houston Texans ruined my projections last year. Ruined them. And I was furious. Fuck the Houston Texans. I can't stand them. Anyway. Damn, Bill O'Brien. You fucking suck. Anyway. He used to be called the quarterback whisperer. You believe that shit? Yeah, he whispers, run the ball on second down and ten. <laughs> That's what he whispers. Give the ball to Lamar, Lamar Miller. I have the Tennessee Titans at 8-8. Eight eight. Oh. They have a top five offensive line. I like their receiving core a lot with Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. They're going to get Delaney Walker back, who, if you look at Marcus Mariota's numbers when Delaney Walker's in the game versus when he's out of the game, it's like drastically better when Delaney's in the game. I think they kind of realized, like, okay, let's not give the ball to anybody else other than Derrick Henry when we run it. God, I sure hope so. I'm drafting him. They probably have the best tandem safeties in the NFL right now in Bayard and Vaccaro, I think, as far as just like overall skill positions go. Okay. They have a good front seven. Not a great one, but a good one. They also added Cameron Wake, which is pretty good. good. They lost Brian Arako and added Cameron Wake, which is a really good add. They still lose their first three games. They lose to the Browns, lose to the Colts, lose to the Jaguars. They actually start out pretty slow because I have them starting out one and four. Uh, but then they beat the Broncos, lose to the Chargers. And then they go on a little bit of a tear. I have them beating the Buccaneers, Panthers. I also have them beating the Chiefs. Uh, and beating the Jets. So they win four straight. So people are like, ooh, holy shit, the Titans. Then they lose to the Colts, beat the Raiders and Texans. They finish out the year against the Saints and Texans. They lose both games. They go 8-8. Eight eight. Um, I think the Titans are that weird team where like they're like a backwards barometer as to how good your team is. So like if the Titans beat you, you're like, oh, wow, we're a really good team. The Titans beat us. But if like you beat the Titans, you're like, oh, God, we suck. Like, the Titans last year whipped the living piss out of the Eagles. Well, not, they didn't beat the piss out of the Eagles, but they, like, pretty much handled the Eagles when they were healthy and then just beat the tar out of the Patriots, just ever-lovingly. They almost always beat the Jaguars, which is hilarious to me, and, and beat the Cowboys, of course. Um, I know, I, I, know, I, know I, I, I was to blame for the Jaguars' you know, debacle last year. Yeah, you can do it again. But I brought, I brought up the fact that... After their 3-1 start, they lost four of their five offensive linemen. They lost two of their wide receivers. They lost both of their tight ends, and they lost Leonard Fournette on offense. Yes, they fell apart. Blake Bortles is basically like a really rusty car, and like everything else around him on that offense two years ago was like a really nice, like fresh coat of paint, and you couldn't see it. But then you took the car out in like a bunch of like rain and snow and sleet, and the paint started to come off. You started to see the rust. Like when Blake Bortles doesn't have all those things propping him up, you get a 4-12 season. That's what you get. Poor like the de- Bortles. The defense is going to be worse when all of those problems on offense happen. It's just yeah. going to happen. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, but they finally got rid of Nathaniel Hackett, thank God, on offense. I have them going 9-7 and seven and being yeah. the sixth seed in the AFC. Okay, yeah. When that team's healthy, they have a top-five defense. I think they have an underrated receiving core. It's rated dead last by but, Pro Football but, Focus. But D.D. Westbrook. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, D.D. Westbrook's so good. Yeah, he is. I Ke- love me some D.D. Westbrook. Keelan Cole's really good, too. Oh. Like, very un- I think Keelan Cole's He's very underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just think that, like, the Jaguars, like, all they really need to do is, like, stay healthy. 
And like Nick Foles doesn't have to. And the other thing is they have uh, D. Filippo now, who was on the Eagles staff when uh, when Foles was there. So there's like a familiarity to him and D. Filippo. So it's like I don't know. Like I just feel like the Jaguars, if they could just stay healthy. Like the problem is that they're just bad in their own division. Like I have them going three and three because they just can't win games in the AFC South. But everything else, like I have them losing to the Chiefs week one, but then I have them beating the Texans, Titans, Broncos, losing to the Panthers, beating the Saints and Bengals, lose to the Jets and Texans, uh, lose to the Colts and Titans. So that's three straight divisional losses right there. But then after that, they beat the Buccaneers, they beat the Chargers, they lose to the Raiders because why not? Uh, beat the Falcons and the Colts to go nine and seven, and they make the playoffs uh, as a six seed. And they actually, according to my pledge, they draw the Patriots in my first round on purpose because of the whole Nick Foles oh, versus the Patriots thing yeah. that I wanted to do. So that's fun. And then finally, the Colts at eleven and five. I kind of feel the same way that Corey does. I think they overachieved a little bit last year. The problem is, is their schedule's really easy. Yep. Like, real easy. Oh, yeah, it is. I know. I basically have them losing to all the good teams, though. Like, I have them losing to the Chargers, losing to the Falcons. I do have them beating the Chiefs, because why not? But I have them losing to the Steelers, losing to the Saints. They lose to the Jaguars last week of the season. Um, but they beat everybody. It's like they beat the Panthers and the Bucks and the Titans, Texans, Jaguars, Dolphins, Broncos, like, Raiders, you know. And I have the Colts going 11-5. and five. A little bit like the Texans last year, where it's like they're going to have a lot of those games where they blow out teams. Like, oh my god, they beat the Buccaneers by 40. Well, obviously, they're going to beat the Buccaneers by 40. So, I'm not saying I don't like the Colts. I do like the Colts. I like the Colts. It's just kind of one of those things like, eh, the schedule's really soft. Kind of like how Corey feels about the Giants. Except the Colts are talented and the the Giants aren't. Right. So... Outside of Barkley. Outside of Barkley. Yeah, Barkley's really tough. Barkley's real good. Jackrabbit. <laughs> anyway, that was my AFC South. I hate the Houston Texans. All yeah, right. Me too. So, the NFC South. Yep. AFC South. Yeah, that one. Whatever. Matt's favorite division. I fucking hate this division. Whatever, man. <laughs> this division pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Tennessee Titans going 5-11. and 11. Uh, they lose four. Is it, is it mainly? Is you, just, I'm not to interrupt you. Are you guys just selling the Titans because of Marcus? Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Yep. That's like the one big thing. In my, like, I have him going eight and eight, but like, I don't trust Mario. I don't trust Mariota as far as he can I'm throw afraid it. to touch him outside the red zone because he'll hurt himself. Yep. <laughs> um, if it's in the red zone, he'll throw a touchdown. That's true. Maybe, or at least he doesn't throw an interception. Right. Whatever. Yeah. The Browns, Colts, Jaguars, Falcons lose. Bills, Broncos win. Chargers, Buccaneers, Panthers, Chiefs lose. Bye week, they beat the Jaguars because they always beat the Jaguars. <laughs> um, lose the Colts, beat the Raiders, beat the Texans, lose the Saints, lose the Texans. Five and eleven, one and five in division. Then you have the Houston Texans, also at five and eleven. Ooh, I like tie at the bottom. Yep, they beat the Saints in week one, then lose to the Jaguars, Chargers, Panthers, to beat the Falcons, to lose to the Chiefs, Colts, Raiders, to beat the Jaguars, have the bye week, lose to the Ravens, Colts, Patriots, Broncos, Titans, beat the Buccaneers, beat the Titans, 5-11. and 11. They go 2-4 and four in division, so they get the third place nod. Is Bill O'Brien fired after this year? Oh, yeah. But he's their GM. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Uh, in second place, I got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at 8-8. Eight and eight. 
I have them losing to the Chiefs, beating the Texans, Titans, Broncos, Panthers, losing to the Saints, beating the Bengals, losing to the Jets, Texans, bye week, beating the Colts, losing to the Titans, beating the Bucks, losing to the Chargers, beating the Raiders, losing to the Falcons, losing to the Colts. 8-8, 3-3 in division. Perfectly balanced. In my AFC, they don't make the playoffs, though. But my AFC has a bunch of, like, high-record teams that are going to be stuck with wild cards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm in on the Colts as much as I hate to say it. Like, I'm real in on the fucking Colts. Um, because of that, their young nucleus that is now a year more veteran and the softball schedule. Like, the fucking schedule is so fucking softball, dude. The, Do I people, just, people forget they started one and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they did not start out well yeah. last year. They like, figured it, took a lo- it took a month for them took, to, like, it took get time, rolling. It took time for them to figure their shit out and for Andrew Luck to get back into it, too. And then the but, Jaguars but shut now them out. But now he's got a year, so it's like, I don't know. I'm just really high on them. Although, I do have them losing week one to the Chargers. Uh, before they beat the Titans, beat the Falcons, beat the Raiders, beat the Chiefs, go into the bye week, beat the Texans, beat the Broncos, beat the Steelers, beat the Dolphins, lose to the Jaguars, beat the Texans, beat the Titans, beat the Bucks, beat the Saints, and lose to the Panthers, and beat the Jaguars in the last week of the season. 13-3, in division. Um, I have them as the number two seed in the AFC. Wow. Matt Dussman has a 13-3 and team as the two seed. I wonder who's going to be the one seed. With a record at or better than thirteen and three. Well, well, it can't be thirteen and three unless they beat the Colts already. Which you said they did. No, Colts beat the Chiefs. I picked that, so I said. Oh, holy shit, Matt! <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad in two weeks. <laughs> Why? I feel like I'm gonna be so mad. Why are you gonna be mad? Man, Matt doesn't gonna sit down like so. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> 15 and 1. <laughs> we yeah. lose to the Colts, and that's it. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that just be interesting if Kansas City went 15 and 1? Justin. Yes. Give me your projection. <laughs> hi. Um, how you doing, guys? So Hi, Jusby. Hi, hi guys. Hi, guys. I just wanted to let I wanted to come in here and give a quick PSA that uh the the Tennessee Titans, uh, while looking like they have a really strong defense, a good wide receiving core, and all of that, they have a quarterback who is unreliable and will likely get injured this year or do something worse to himself, like fail out his team. And they are going to uh, lose a bunch of low-scoring games and win three low-scoring games. They're going 3-13, and 0-6 in division. We good? Okay. Dang, dude, it's worse than me. I have nothing else to say about the Tennessee Titans. Next. Man, me, me and Justin's money line on this bet is going to be huge. Uh-huh. That's a five-game difference. Yep. I No, I don't care for That's them. big. I don't wow. care for them. I think, they're like I said, all their games are going to be, like, low-scoring. And yeah. either win or lose, and then they're just going to, like, they're going to get, they're going to lose so many games to, like, just, just end-of-game end field goals to go up, like, I don't know, like, Low scoring six to three. Low scoring <laughs> games that they have to hope their offense outscores. The, yeah, and the then other team and right, and then they won't. Doesn't happen. Right. That's that's what I'm going for with them. Next, I have the Houston Texans at six and ten because this schedule is like twice as hard as the one they had last year. It's like three or four times as hard. Right. Um, but because we have to keep the meme alive, they come out a little strong, beating the Saints. 
after week one, they beat the Saints, and everybody's like, oh, here we go. Houston again. They're going to win. Oh, yeah, because you, you had the Saints starting out like 0-3. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, they're going to win the division. They beat the Jags right after that, and they smoke them. They smoke the Jags. And everybody's like, oh, shit, they beat that great defense. Oh, my God, the Houstons are looking great, and they lose five in a row after that. They lose to the Chargers, Panthers, Falcons, Chiefs, and Colts all right in a row. They come back and beat the pitiful fucking Raiders. After that, they lose to the Jags, go on by, lose three in a row to the Ravens, Colts again, and Patriots. And then they win against the Broncos and Titans, lose to the Bucks, finish out the season by beating the Titans. 6-10, 3-3 in the division. Next, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at 8-8. Eight and eight. All three of you had them at eight and eight. That's I was just one game higher. They are they are so scripted like an eight and eight team, buddy. They go as Nick Foles goes. Yep. Or as Justin likes to say. So let's talk about Big Dick Nick. It's gonna be really it's gonna be really interesting because coming on back in this room on top of Reverb. Oh, I already tested. It sounds great. Sounds great. Big Dick Nick is back, everybody. I'm, just, I'm not, just in case, uh, not bring, sure up, how bring up I your thing to make sure we're not <laughs> like still. Have to hear big dick Nick okay. every week. No, it's it, it, on I'm this t- thing. Yell it at uh-huh. my face. Oh, you got it dialed. So you just turn the dial up if you want to pop. You can uh, text you, you can, you just turn dial back down. Yeah, like oh, okay, okay. It's very nice. It's sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big dick Nick shield. A big dick Nick shield. That's right. He's back, and he's he'll be swinging if he makes the playoffs. Too bad they'll barely miss it with their eight and eight record. It's not good enough. Oh. Eight and eight's not good enough in the AFC. Right, it's, it's not. It's hard There's, to get into the playoffs as an NFC team, but like AFC, you can get in at like nine wins. My, my AFC has two teams at twelve and four, one eleven and five, like three teams at ten and six. So like, yeah, can't you can't get by with an eight and eight in the AFC. But anyway, I have them. Uh, I have them losing their first two to the Chiefs and Texans, beating the Titans and Broncos, losing to the Panthers, beating the Saints and Bengals, losing to the Jets, beating the Titans, going on by. Losing to the Colts, beating the Titans, losing to the Bucks and Chargers, beating the Raiders and Falcons, and losing to the Colts in the final week. 8-8, eight 3-3 eight, three three in division. Let's get to the Indianapolis Colts. I adore the Colts. I love really? the Colts. You guys didn't find that out last Re- year. New, uh, you don't love the Colts. I do love the Colts. You love one person. Like no, I, I, I also... You also love him, though. He's good. I don't. I don't. I don't have the crush on him like he does. No, I love Quentin. Nelson I love. A lot. I love. I also Saquon. really like. I also really. <laughs> but I also really like Ty. And I like how they drafted another Ty. They did. I'm down for it. It's just going to be a college offense. I also like. Basically, uh, I like Frank Reich a lot too. I really like Frank. Yeah, Reich. I think how they were able to kick it into gear last year is a testament. They were the best third down offense in the NFL last right. year. They they have a good thing going for them. I not not much has altered my perception on that. They basically like just kept everything. Yeah, they they. It's just the same team. A couple more people, right? Because they don't have a lot of draft picks. Well, they had a lot of like second round, third remember round. Remember when picks. we thought right. they were going to be big spenders in the free agency? Yeah, and I mean they, they did the exact opposite. They didn't really have to. And spent no money. Yeah, maybe they don't. Maybe it's just like, well, the team's so they have a, such a young, talented team. I they just can sit on it for a little bit. I just don't see why you don't go after like one or two big names. Yeah, I, I think they should have, but Earl Thomas was the big one that yeah. Corey and I thought they were going to go for. Same, they so. should have. I think they should have went for Earl Thomas, but mm-hmm. alas, here we are. I don't think that it will affect them too much, though. I have them at uh, 
twelve and four and the number one seed in the AFC. I originally had them as that exactly. I knocked them one game from the like I knocked them one win off the Jaguars, and I brought them down one game and brought the Jaguars up one game. So right. the eleven and five Andrew Luck meme. Yeah, this is a good meme. It's good meme. I also really love Andrew Luck and his attitude on the field is funny as fuck. Defensive players hate him. I know it's so funny. Cam- Cameron <laughs> Jordan talked about it on uh, on Cowherd. He's like, man, like I hate it. I hate when he does that. I hate when I hit him and he gets up and he goes, "Go, oh, good hit, man." I was like, it just makes me want to hit you harder. <laughs> like, don't say that to me. Like, get away. Don't touch me. <laughs> I really touch funny. you. Right. Exactly. It's so funny. I have them coming out, uh, beating the Chargers and Titans, losing to the Falcons, then uh, winning four in a row against the Raiders, Chiefs, Texans, and Broncos. Uh, losing to the Steelers. Hell yeah. I have beating the uh, Dolphins, Jags, Texans, Titans, Bucks, losing to the Saints and Panthers, and finishing out with a win against the Texans. With number one seed in the AFC. And they. The AFC goes through. Indianapolis. Yep. Until they. Thanks, I hate the, it. <laughs> oh, no. You beat them last year. You got your repentance. Nah, it wasn't. Everyone gets it one. You only get one. What? They got like five on us. You only get one. It's the way the game works. My AFC goes through the Patriots and the Colts. My AFC goes through the Colts and another team. The Chiefs. Mine also does. Yeah. The Colts and another team. It really depends on um, player availability. I'll be honest with you. I, I could I could change my projections in any minute. I kind of can too. I'm I'm reserving the right to change yep. my Chargers projection if Melvin Gordon holds out. Same. Because if he doesn't hold out, right. things are going to happen. Right now, the way my projections are working is I have the Patriots as a one seed at 11 and 5. You got the AFC like that's the only team right now that has double digit wins in the AFC. My AFC wow. one we still and two have, seeds are thirteen and three. We still have the we still have the Chiefs and the Chargers and definitely the Raiders. The Raiders are gonna be up there. Denver. <laughs> Denver. Fucking oh, yeah. ball. No what who was a the Den, somebody played Denver. Oh, I think I have I'm just, I'm just going to spoil it now. I'm going to have the Denver beating the Chiefs like twice, I think. <laughs> just because... No, you know what it was? I have Houston beating Denver. That's what it was. Okay. And it was just like everything set up like Denver should win this game. Like that's just how the, all the matchups are great for everybody. And then it just doesn't happen. It's a good meme. Vaughn Miller and... Uh, uh, against the Bradley Chubb <laughs> against the janitors from the Houston Texans facility that play left and right tackle. Yeah, they just lose anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That's funny. That'll be a game that like Denver outgains Houston by like two hundred yards, and they still lose. And but they can't like cash in in the red zone, and they just keep kicking field goals. And Deshaun Watson has like two plays that go yeah. over eighty yards God, to that's DeAndre, the most or they Joe turn Flacco over the ball like I've ever heard. fourteen to nine, or they or they turn over the ball like three times. What is it? Uh, and he just fucking. <laughs> Will Fuller just has his game of the year where he gets two touchdowns and I, three catches for 130 yards. When they drafted him in the first round after already having DeAndre Hopkins, I was like, that is the most infuriating. That's when my like dislike of the Houston Texans started. 
It's like, why are you drafting a small, spindly receiver who's going to be hurt when you already have a great receiver? Like, don't draft into your strength. Like, if you're good at something, like, I don't know. Like, it's like those teams that, like, have really good running backs or, like, a good running back system, and they draft a running back in the top three rounds. Why? Why are you doing that? Like, your defensive line sucks. Like, I don't know. It just it, it just bothers me. Yeah, I don't know. But that is... That is... Our Afka South. And Af- that, Afka South? Afka South. Corey, should I start playing Hearthstone? No. I like it. I don't know. Oh. It's a good, it's a it's good a streaming game. game. How much money would I have to put into it to actually be good? None. No, you can... Yeah, actually, Tarzan's pretty good for giving you shit for free. Yeah. Right. But uh, I can't pay to win. I've I've paid I, for Hearthstone packs like once. They get I, I they have some decks. good beginner bundles too, that are like cheap and you get a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You just do that once and then you're done. If you really wanted to spend any kind of money on it, but you don't have to. You know what but isn't you, done? Our Twitter account. It's not done. It's still going. At F-A-D-P-O-D. We have yes, a Facebook, sir. too, but I don't update it ever because I don't feel like going on Facebook. Well, Nobody blames you. Welcome to we Facebook. Our weekly projections. I do put the weekly... Whenever we start picking... Uh, we don't do it on our episodes, but we will be picking games again last year. Corey was the winner last year, um, and we will be doing that again this year. This year, we should... Uh, when the season's over, we should go back and take a look to see how our... Uh, how those like just week by week projections change Ooh. compared to our yearly ones? I don't want to. Am do I? That. Are that's we? A lot of work. That's more fluid. Since I'll sit down and do the work. My, I trust you. My projections aren't done yet, and they're like, you know, it's an ongoing process for me. <laughs> kind of like here. Uh, are we going from like what we said on the podcast? Or are we going like, are we walking in our projections at right before the season starts? We can, we can honestly do a thing where we lock them in because like a lot of things can happen during the preseason right that's what I'm like if we come out and we're like oh the Saints are the go away favorites for the NFC South and like Alvin Kamara tears his ACL yeah we could change it I'm, I'm we cool reser- with we're reserving the right to like right before the season starts to be like okay yeah. like let's change things yeah, up well, we'll, when, we'll do a corrections bit because like a, yeah. because right before the season yeah what I, a lot of times when I go through these I'll have like, all right, well, you know, this team's going to beat the Raiders. This team's going to beat the Raiders. This team's going to beat the Raiders. And I get to the Raiders, and I'm like, they're not going to go on 16. Right. So, I have, like, I have to, you know, change some things around. We will, after we do our final projections, I think there's, because, yeah, the week of the first game of the season, we'll technically have an episode before that game starts. Yep. And we can, like, lock in, like, okay, just super quick. Don't go game by game. Just go, like, Patriots just this, records. Jets this. Bills this and we'll lock it in. We'll like write it down somewhere, and then we'll do the thing where at the end of the season, like, we'll do the the five dollar breakdown per game that you were, or it was a dollar. Yeah, it was a dollar per game you were off. And it I'll, goes into a pot, and whoever was the most accurate out of all of us gets the money. And I'll repeat this a few more times, but once the regular season starts up again, we will go back to regularly posting on like Tuesday mornings. Yeah, okay. right, right. I hope so. Yeah, right now it's just kind of like whenever we can get together and do an episode, we kind of just do it. Yeah, and then I have to sit down and edit it, but yeah. we'll be getting a lot more vigilant around then because we have to you know, stay topical, very topical. So yeah. I will be... Uh, Less editing, more mistakes. We'll, we'll either recap the week or we'll preview the week, whatever time frame works 
for us. Like when we get closer to the time, we'll know better what our schedules will be. Yeah, yeah but hopefully we could shoot for uh, recording Monday nights. We were mostly doing Monday nights how, during the Monday night. How are we game. recording Monday nights? That's what we did last year. Yeah, but we got smashed now. We'll see what happens. Or we do Sunday nights. I'm down for that too. Yeah, whatever. Nah, Sunday nights. I I I kind of like watching the Sunday night football yeah. game. Just sitting and watching. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Monday we'll night football. Against- I can't. Well, I don't know who's gonna be the color commentator for ESPN this year. Do we know? Is it just Booger? No, nope. I no, thought they Booger announced got fired. it, but I don't care. Wow. Is a Monday night commentator you want to know? Yeah. I know it's Joe Test. Uh, is his name Joe Testaverde? Testatore. Testatore. Testaverde. <laughs> He was a quarterback. Yeah, you was. Um, yeah, who's the Monday Night Football color commentator? Joe Tessitore. Lisa Salters. She's the sideline reporter. Sean McDonough. He was the old... <laughs> Do they not have one? <laughs> he was the old play-by-play guy. The last year Gruden was there, and he was awful. Like, Sean McDonough doesn't even like football, and they made him do football every week. It was hilarious. Oh, Booth's gonna or yeah, Booger's gonna be up with Tessa Torres. Yeah, we got Booger McFarlane up in the booth. Oh no, not I mean, he's not on the Booger Mobile anymore. He's not out terrorizing the fans. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That was so funny. Now it's gonna be Lisa. I would be down for it to be Lisa Salters on the Booger Mobile. Oh no, 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 no! Get rid of the Booger Mobile. It's People gone. Pay from money for them tickets. Did you guys hear that? They offered the job to Peyton Manning, but Peyton didn't take it because he doesn't want to criticize people. Huh. He's, like, too nice. All right, whatever, Peyton. Get the fuck out of here, you I, piece of shit. Thank you, Matt. I hate you. Fucking hate Peyton Manning. Yeah, I don't get why everybody criticized my commercials. I don't criticize their commercials. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Peyton. Anyway, yeah, guys, j- that'll be it for us. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Or don't. I do love it. Uh, did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Yes. I, we haven't done it in so long, I forgot. <laughs> Usually, Corey's like, fuck you, stop the episode, it's over. That's the new bit. But that's, this was a throwback episode. <laughs> this, this was is, a more traditional this, episode. This was this was Fat Pod with Real Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Not that sweet and low bullshit Fat Pod you've been getting recently. With the aspartame. I want that real sugar. Yeah. Hey, go there. Go uh, Go give us some fucking money, all right? Do you have anything else we want to pimp? Yeah. One more time. Follow us on Twitter. That's where all the updates happen. F- Twitter.com slash FADP. During the go. season, Corey finds really funny gifts and tweets them because he's good at it. Yes, he is. Corey's I way better at you, us Corey. than us at social yeah. media. He does a good job. I appreciate it. I try to yeah, update the Facebook. You. Justin occasionally edits and sometimes forgets to edit and then edits after Matt tells him to edit and puts <laughs> a, a passive-aggressive LOL after he asks Justin to edit. And uh, Matt, per- then Matt, then Matt puts everything. the phone down and proceeds to continue to play Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's Look, amazing. man. <laughs> That's actually, Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. It's just <laughs> what I do. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll own up to it. I don't fucking care. I gotta go home and fucking whatever. I don't do fucking my care. duty roulettes anyway. Weekly resets happened. End it quick. I I don't love you. Whatever. I don't care.